When I retired, with lots of newfound available time, I enjoyed many travel opportunities. This podcast may encourage you to visit, revisit, or experience virtual armchair travel, learning about exciting new venues. Travel is an excellent vehicle for lifelong learning. Welcome to the What Travel Writers Say podcast. I'm Mike Keenan, your host, and today we explore Bruges in Belgium. One of my favorite European visits is Bruges, an attractive medieval city with most of its ancient attractive architecture still intact. It's a UNESCO World Heritage Site, often referred to as the Venice of the North. It's also the largest city of the province of West Flanders in the Flemish region and its capital, located in northwest of the country. I enjoy walking along the many canals that crisscross the city, the main ring of which enclose the historic center, where one walks on cobbled streets and views eye-catching gabled houses that cast wavy reflections back onto the omnipresent water. It's a relaxing place where one slows down to absorb the exquisite surroundings. Bruges was a major commercial center for the wool industry in the 11th century, and by the late 13th century, the main link to Mediterranean trade. Consequently, it became a key financial center and the second largest city in Europe after London. In 1309, the Bourse, or Stock Exchange, opened, making Bruges the most stylish money market in the area. Unfortunately, by the 16th century, Bruges was split from Netherlands and Antwerp seized much of its trade. Bruges gradually declined into a provincial backwater. The first book in English ever printed was published in Bruges by William Caxton, and both Edward IV and Richard III of England spent time in exile here. I explore the fine art and architecture in Bruges. The Church of Our Lady boasts Europe's highest brick spire at 122.3 meters, along with a Michelangelo sculpture of the Madonna, apparently the only sculpture to have left Italy within his lifetime. The Basilica of the Holy Blood displays a vial that supposedly contains the blood of Christ. Try and get there early so you can view the chapel when it's quiet and not filled with tourists. And don't forget to visit the chapel underneath in heavy Romanesque style, a contrast to the lovely light Gothic above. Admittance is free. The Groningen Museum offers viewers paintings by Hans Memling and Jan van Eyck, both who lived and worked here. The new Flemish school oil painting techniques gained world renown here. The Memling Museum is also worth a visit, and the Begunage or Marketplace in Burg Square is a great treat with the red and white horizontally striped Belgian flag gaily flying from the multi-towered medieval town hall building that dominates the large space. At night, Bruges becomes magical, soft light radiating against intricately carved stone and wooden walls, providing a glow that makes one pause to drink it in, or at least take a clash ride to savour the romantic atmosphere. A ride on one of the tour boats around the canals with multilingual guides provides a short history of the city at only a few euros, a great introduction to Bruges. A boat tour shows you places which are otherwise unreachable, 
as not every canal runs next to a street. Other than sightseeing and canal boat trips, I recommend that you sample one of Bruges' hundreds of hearty beers. Several are named after Bruges, such as Bruges Blonde, Bruges Triple, Bruges Bruges Babelar, Bruges Straf Hendrik, and Bruges Zot. However, only Bruges Zot and Bruges Straf Hendrik are still brewed in the city itself in the Hov Man Brewery. If you don't want anything more than a sampling of the most famous Belgian beers, supermarkets are probably your best choice. They even have gift packs with glasses. There are also many boutique-style beer shops that sell high-quality gift packs of Belgian beer. Bruges is also noted for its mouth-watering chocolate, a specialty of the area. Chocolate shops are plentiful and the standard is high. A fairly cheap option is Steff's, on Bridalstrat between Markt and Berg. If you are willing to spend a little more, Chocolatier Van Oost on Wolstrat is a must for high-quality artisanal chocolate. For those who do not wish to buy chocolate in the chocolate shops, the local supermarkets also sell a good variety of mass-produced chocolate at fairly low prices. For the frugal, you can buy 100 to 200 gram gourmet bars of chocolate for about 1 euro each. Good brands to buy are Cote d'Or and Jacques. Both are Belgian. There are plenty of arts and craft shops here too, with some excellent local artists, but the lace work is uncertain. If everything sold was actually produced locally, the entire town would be working in the lace industry. There is a school for lace, though, where you can still get the real thing. Other things to do include the following. Grote Markt and Belfry Climb. Grote Mark. Climb the 366 steps to the top of the 83-meter-high tower for excellent views of the city, the Grote Markt, and hear the bells ring up close. Try the horse-drawn carts at Grote Mark. Carriages can be hired for a romantic 30-minute trip around the old city, and carts can carry up to five passengers at 39 euros. Cycle at Berg Square. There are many rental shops near the main square. Shop around for the best prices. You can also rent right at the train station and get to the city fairly quickly. Remember to return them by 7.30. Cycle 5 kilometers to Dam, a picturesque village on the river with a windmill and excellent pancakes and optionally follow along the coast, another 15 kilometers. Running. If you are a runner, try running the 7K circle around the old center. Walk around the canal and see all the medieval gates that used to control the traffic in and out of Bruges. Simply stunning. Try ballooning. Daily hot air balloon flights over the historic center and its surroundings. The best way to enjoy the romance of Bruges and its stunning views might be from a few hundred meters up in a balloon basket at around 170 euros. In Bruges, a 2008 film from Oscar-winning director Martin McDonough, starring Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, is set almost entirely in Bruges. The city's major landmarks and history are mentioned repeatedly throughout the film. Even by Belgian standards, Bruges has a poor reputation for its weather. Compared to other Western European cities like London and Paris, the weather in Bruges is colder and damper. Even in July and August, average daily maximum temperature struggles to exceed 21 degrees centigrade or 70 degrees Fahrenheit. And rainfall averages 203 millimeters, 8 inches, a month. In autumn, temperature drops off quite rapidly and winter months are damp and chilly. 
The summer visitor should always be prepared for rain in Bruges, and that warm and sunny weather is not constant during that season either. The daily and monthly temperature variations are quite small. Average highs and average lows don't exceed a range of 9 degrees centigrade or 16 degrees Fahrenheit. Traveling to Bruges on Belgium's excellent rail system is a natural choice. Trains to and from Brussels leave every 30 minutes during the day. All hotels are easily reachable on foot. It can be done also with a backpack. However, if you have a suitcase, consider taking a taxi because the cobbled streets make the use of wheeled suitcases or carry-on bags very difficult. Also be sure to wear comfortable shoes because of the cobblestones. Restaurants are not always cheap or pleasing, although mussels and frites or frikadellen with mayonnaise are outstanding here. Stay away from the central marketplace, the Grootmarkt, and the Berg Square when eating. Tourists are easy victims here. One tactic used by tourist traps is to present items, for example bread, as if they were free with your meal, then charge you exorbitantly for them. Even water may be charged at an exorbitant 6 euros for a small bottle. You will, however, find great food if you wander off the beaten track. Find a street with more locals than tourists and ask somebody. The locals will be glad to help. The Bruges City Card provides free admission to most of the major attractions and can be picked up at any of the hostels around town. The reduced rate cannot be used in conjunction with a student rate and hence is most useful for older travelers. Several youth hostels and the train station and tourist information offer a useful map with some very interesting non-tourist places to see during the day and some unique places to visit at night. It provides a good way of getting an authentic feel for the town while avoiding the tourist hotspots and traps and allows you to find some hidden gems. Not far from Bruges is Yper, an important site for the first series of major battles fought by Canadian troops during World War II with cemeteries, monuments, and traditions such as the last post every evening. It's about an hour and 40 minutes by train, a very scenic ride. To read my travel articles, go to my website at www.whattravelwritersay.com and for travel pictures, go to my Pinterest boards at www.pinterest.com backslash mustang6648 backslash. If you have any questions or comments, contact me at mjk6648 at gmail.com. We conclude each podcast with an appropriate travel quote. Today it's from playwright Oscar Wilde, who said, I never travel without my diary. One should always have something sensational to read in the train. Thanks for listening. Happy travels and tune in again next week for another What Travel Writers Say podcast.